What it is, what it do, you tune in to the Jose Morales Podcast. I'm your host, Jose Morales, and we're back in the ring with a guest that's actually been on. We got Missy, can't even call you Burks no more. No. It's, it's everything changed from the last two years. We got her name changed, her business name, her everything changed, and this is why we had to get her back on. So welcome back, Missy. Thanks for having me. How do you feel being back on twice? That's pretty cool. This is the first uh, time I've been on a podcast twice. Twice. Yeah. A lot of reasons why I want to have you on, but the biggest one is just the amount of growth you made in two years, I think is inspiring. Um, and I wanted to talk about what changed because a lot changed in two years. And I wanted to talk about that whole process from the last time you were here to now. Yeah. And that's pretty much what we're going to have on the podcast. If you have not heard her first episode with us was in season one, which was Rise from the Ashes. I think it was Rising from the Ashes. Rising from the Ashes with Missy. Um, and during that time, you were working, uh, you were a correction officer? No, probation officer. Correct, yeah. Probation officer. All of them, I hear officer, I get nervous. I, they're all the same to me. It was something with a badge and a gun. <laughs> now I'm fine. Yeah. So she was a probation officer, and uh, now you're no longer doing that. Correct. And uh, you're married now. I am, yeah. So we're going to get into all that. But first, tell us about how is it being married awesome so honestly it's great it's you guys were together how long before you guys finally got married so he will say a year he will say <laughs> i will say 10 months um yeah and he told me flat out after two months of dating he's like i'm gonna marry you i'm like yeah good luck with that one <laughs> he was right um he was right and yeah and we click quickly fell head over heels and our relationship is amazing like, yeah it's the best i'm sure you understand I, that when you're married to your best friend it's the best thing ever yeah um, I witnessed it when I came over there and I hung out with you guys. Yeah. And just him, the conversations you guys had with each other and everything. I'm, I could tell you guys are not only husband and wife, but you guys can tell you guys have a good relationship. We do. We do. Yeah. We're best friends. And it's so crazy to think like, you know, he checked all the boxes plus some of, you know, you date around and you want to find your person. A lot of people sometimes don't even find their person or they settle. Um, and yeah, he truly is my person. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think... Uh, help you like how, how did you like what what click like what is it that you guys help you guys maintain that friendship in your marriage especially when you get married you get your business he has his job how do you maintain that friendship and that spark and that love within your your relationship how do you do that what's a tip or what do you what would you say what do you guys do no that's a great um i mean i know every every couple is probably different but for us we have to really carve out time for each other as in any relationship, you have to nurture it. You can't just treat it like, you know, now that you're married and you live together, you're very comfortable around each other, right? Mm -hmm. And you can't get too comfortable. So yes, there's some comfort in having that person knowing they got your back and they're your best friend, but you also, I try to treat him like he treats me. Yeah. So I, I'll try to like one-up him. So if he does something for me, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do something for him. Um, and not even a monetary type thing, more of um, I'm going to take care of this and I'm not going to tell you I did it. I'm just going to do it for us. Yeah. And because we do that, we kind of take care of each other that way. Um, and yeah, it's hard. I mean, we both we work. I was just telling my mother-in-law this. We have like crazy schedules. I'm sure, you know, like seeing each other. It's kind of like the day to day, like what's for dinner? We're literally eating dinner at like nine o'clock at night with our, you know, our jobs and our business. And it's like, how do you maintain that? So we make sure to do like weekly date nights. Um 
over quarantine, you know, when you couldn't do a lot of stuff, we really uh, developed watching the sunset together. That's actually how he proposed to me too. So we'll just go and we'll like unplug. So I'll take off like my Apple watch, I'll set my phone down and we'll just do something together, just us. We also like to vacation a lot and just do like an out of town trip for like, um, it's usually me booking it. I kind of had to force him outside of his comfort zone yeah. and reconnect. So like, for example, next weekend, we're going camping for just a night in Bodega Bay, just to get away, yeah. just us. Cause that's the thing is we're so social too. And we have a lot of people that we get together with, but sometimes we don't get together with just each other. Yeah. So yeah, so just carving out the time for each other and just as in any relationship, you have to spend time and kind of water it to grow it. Exactly, you gotta, you gotta spend time together. Or else you start forgetting what it is that you love about that person. Exactly. You know what I mean? If yeah. you haven't hung out with them in 10 months because you yeah. guys have been too busy working, you're like, wait, damn, That's I hard. forgot I forgot what this is like. So, and I think it's important too to be with somebody that understands the hustle and the grind and mm -hmm. is doing it alongside you so that they're not just waiting around for you either. Yeah. He's got his own things going on. He's busy and he's also supporting the business and figuring out how he can incorporate himself in. Yeah, um, I say he started getting into photography, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's going full force with his photography business. And that's so awesome. That helps a lot and that helps business-wise. And he does a lot of our marketing and media and things like that. Boom. So it's really helpful. So that's a team right there. Yeah, it's yep. very helpful. Good awesome. stuff. And he's got a badass Mustang when I saw you guys driving. I'm like, look at you. You guys, he does. It, it was cool. So yeah. you guys got it. Yeah, don't uh, ask us how many motors we have in our garage. Yeah. Why? Is it, is it bad? Is it a lot? Well, we had four. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, serious? Why? He's switching them? Um, no, his, uh, it's a thing in their family. They have um, multiple old cars on the property that they bought years and years ago that they're getting around to restoring. It's oh, kind okay. of their family thing with him yeah. and his brothers and his dad. And I love it. There's worse habits they could have. Yeah. It's an expensive habit, but Hell like, yeah. you know what? There's worse habits. You go do that. <laughs> yeah, I think habits are usually expensive. Regardless yeah. if it's cheap, you do it all the damn time. It adds exactly. up. Yeah. Yep. Uh -huh. So now let's get into your career. So we got into your marriage and personal relationship. Last time we were talking, you're a probation officer. You were doing it for you know, you felt that because of everything that happened with your father, you felt like it was something in you that you loved doing that. Mm -hmm. What happened that made you want to transition into leaving it and committing full-time into your business? Ooh, that is a loaded question. That's a good one. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, ah, no. But no, there was like, like, there wasn't just one thing. It was a series of things. Yes. Um, so I don't talk very openly about this, but I'm trying to get better about it. But my faith, mm -hmm. truly, I wouldn't be where I was at right now if it wasn't for God. Yeah. Um, and I was on this journey back from like 2018, 2017, kind of like going to church, doing that, whatever. And I, I truly am that person that believes you don't need to go to church to find God, right? Everybody has their own way. Um, but for me, I was fully embracing it and I was kind of trusting in God and praying for all these things. And I kept seeing signs and I followed them. So for me, I was um, 10 years in law enforcement at this time. I started really young. So I was 10 years in and I... Um, I was enjoying it. I really, truly loved my career. I felt like I was really helping people with probation. It was very taxing um, mentally and physically. And I was finding myself, um, it was hard to separate things. Um, and it was, it was leaking into my personal life. Yeah. Um, and even though you can say it's not going to, but it does, um, it changes you. And I didn't like how I was personally being changed. And it was just a very trying career. And there are rewards, but it was just very demanding. And I knew with my personal training business uh, kind of growing with COVID, I was fortunate enough to kind of figure out how to shift online. I was trying to figure out where do I go from here? I'm working 40 plus hours in law enforcement and then I'm working 20 plus 
maybe almost 40 hours a week personal training. I mean, I remember like rushing home and having to like cancel clients if I had like a crazy operation. Like, cause you know, if you're in the middle of something law enforcement, you can't just be like, bye, it's five o'clock. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I would, um, you know, my clients understood, most of them knew that I had a full-time job, but oftentimes I was finding myself having to cancel on clients or move things around because I was trying to rush home to train clients or do this or do that going from here. It was becoming there. too much. Oh, it was just a lot. And I was And I I didn't really have intentions of growing my personal training business. I didn't think that being a personal trainer could be a full-time job. I always looked at it as a hobby, as a lot of people do. Um, But I was making really good money. And I started to see, wow, imagine if I had full-time hours and a full schedule to do this. Like the the opportunities are endless. And I was finding that the energy exchange with personal training and nutrition and health in general was a lot more positive than the energy exchange I was having with law enforcement. Yeah. Um, you know, people usually aren't happy when you show up. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's really happy to see the cops, right? <laughs> oh, it's my PO. What's up, man? No, yeah. It doesn't really, it's very rarely like that. And don't get me wrong. I loved what I did, but it was just, um, it wasn't serving me anymore in the current spot in my life to the extent that I thought it would, considering I had 28 more years at that time to do it. And I'm like, 28 more years of this. Plus I have, I don't have kids yet. I wanted kids and there's plenty of people that do it with kids, but I just knew for my lifestyle and what I wanted for my family and myself, it wasn't conducive to a healthy environment. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out where to shift. I mean, I literally went to school for this. I had my quote unquote dream job. I bought my house young. I did all these things and I still wasn't happy. Um, and so that's where God really helped me kind of push through. I prayed a lot about things and for a long time I got no answers. So for a long time, I remember praying to God, what do, what do I do? Do I quit my law enforcement job or do I give up personal training? Because one had to go because I was just burnt out. And I got no answers. And I'm like, knock, knock. Is God there? Um, and for me, I was finally came to a point where I was like, okay, well, no answer is my answer. If there's no answer, I'm just going to continue doing what I need to do and continue doing both of them until I figure out some, something's got to give somewhere. So I'll get assigned somewhere. So I kind of went back and forth. I'm going to totally just stop personal training as I was like, had a wait list of clients. Oh, I'm going to totally quit law enforcement. But then that was really scary. So I remember a particular moment where I was uh, actually in my parents' backyard. I was kind of hanging out in the pool and it was like, I want to say it was summer of 2020. It was July of 2020. And I was sitting out there in my backyard or in my parents' backyard. And I was kind of laying, just lounging in the pool. And I was kind of praying a little bit kind of trying to figure out my circumstance. And I literally asked God, can you help me to quit my job? And God immediately answered me and said, you know, I can't do that for you. You have to do it. So to me, that was my sign. God's not telling me go quit your job. But to me, that was a sign. And it was one of the only times in my life I truly felt God spoke to me. And I said, well, I guess that's right. God literally can't write the resignation letter. I have to like get the courage to do it. And if God's not giving me signs to not do it, what do I have to lose? Yeah. You know, if I don't want to go throughout my life 10 years from now, regretting not trying this and looking back at my life and thinking I could have done really great things with my business and not have done it. So I decided in July of 2020 that I was going to resign uh, February 1st of 2021. And don't ask me why. Even like my husband's like, why not January 1st? Why February 1st? I was like, I that, don't know. That is hella random. Eight months will give me enough time to figure my life out. February right? 7th at three o'clock PM. <laughs> That's when I'm going to resign. And I'm a very, like, once I decide on something, my mom would call me a very impatient person. Why did, yeah, so you went from July to February. That's a yeah. big gap. It is. Why it, is that? Did you feel like you needed, what was the reason behind it? 
it's just a day, you know, I just try to stick with like my gut feeling and that first intuition I get, whether people call that their consciousness. Gone. Were you trying to give yourself time to maybe back out? Like, what if no, I don't want to do it? There's no backing out. Once I committed, I committed. Yeah. Um, I think I was just trying to give myself time of figuring out where to go from here. Cause I, I had like a list of things always in my business I wanted to do, but I just hadn't taken it hundred percent seriously to do those things. Yeah. Certain business licenses, certain resale licenses, all these things. Um, and I decided to go full force. And like um, website stuff, all that stuff to make it like an actual thing. It's yeah. just a hobby or a sidekick. Yeah. So I give myself time to do all that. And I did. I remember I got like t-shirts. I did the whole, I mean, I did the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember I did not even tell my parents until I actually had put in my uh, resignation letter. Oh, so I you put. told them afterwards. Yes, because I didn't want any outside influences. Yeah, you know? they could talk to you out of it. A hundred percent. And That's... I didn't really tell a lot of people. I told Man. two people. I told two people. I love that you said that. I, I actually just talked about, um, I'm doing a uh, webinar, online coaching, mentoring thing. And one of the things I mentioned there is when you do something new or something like this, try not to bring it up to somebody because they're going to tell you all the bad things about it. Correct. They project you, their fears onto you. On you. They'll tell you all the bad stuff. You did what? How many days a week do you have to do that? Are you crazy? Are you sure? Are you sure? What about this? Yeah. And I'm then... You start, and when it get, becomes bad is when you have a hard day, that fear becomes, whatever they said, starts to grow. They're like, you're like, well, you know what, they're right. I am kind of crazy for doing that. And you get talked out of it. You're so true. So I, I, man, you did that on the money by doing it afterwards. Like, hey, it's already done. You can't talk me out of it. Yeah, and I remember that. What'd they say? Um, <laughs> my mom will listen to this, so I'll be select with the words I say. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> she always likes to listen to my, the podcast that I'm on. But uh, I knew she wouldn't be supportive because she had helped me through school. Um, she knew I had a stable career and she was raised in an era like most of our parents that you get this stable job, you go to college and you have that 401k, you got this, you got that. And you just, you know, have your little picket fence and that's your life. And that's great for a lot of people, but I want more mm -hmm. and I wanted more. Um, and I had a feeling that I needed to do more to get there. Um, and you know, my parents' happiness and my happiness, we have two different things, right? Yeah. I have to live my own life. Yep. So, um, I just remember her going, because everyone calls me miss. She goes, oh my gosh, miss. Are you serious? When I told her that. And I said, yeah, I am. And she, you know, asked all the questions. I said, I've already handled all those things. All those things that you're asking. What about your benefits? What about this? What about that? I'd already, obviously, um, and that's what I told her. I said, I have a good head on my shoulders. I'm a smart person. I wouldn't have just gone into this. I didn't tell her the whole backstory that in July of 2020, I decided to do this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, I remember she was really scared for me. Um, and I actually didn't even tell her, her that I opened my gym until after I got the keys. So I didn't, because here's the deal. I didn't want to tell people I was going to do something and then not do it. Yeah. I'm a woman of my word and I do get excited. And I like to tell people like, because I get excited. Like I've worked hard yeah, enough, so I want to tell people. So there was a select few people I might've like hinted at, but, um, I think people were a little bit taken back when they saw me actually open a gym. They're like, she actually did it. And yeah. I remember my, my mom going, well, didn't she have to pay for the like, first month, last month rent? Didn't she have to get insurance? I said, yeah, I had to do all that. And it was, was done. How'd you look at real estate buildings? And I said, I figured it out. Yeah. I think that's the <laughs> problem that stops a lot of people is all that unknown of how do you do this, the insurance, the this and that. There's a lot to it. And 
the the fear of going into that, they'd rather just not do it. Totally, because it's, it's like, comfortable. It's comfortable. I don't have to worry about that. No. I just stay here. And that's okay. And that's for you know, and, and same with like law enforcement. There's nothing wrong with it. I have a huge amount of respect for a lot of my coworkers that are in it. It just no longer was serving me. Yeah. But yeah, so it was this huge transition in my life and it was really scary. And I remember my husband was, I have to give him a lot of credit because when he met me, my business was going well. And he was like, I remember him asking me, well, why don't you go further with this? And I, and I remember kind of having that closed minded thinking like, oh, well, I got this good job in probation, blah, blah, blah. And as I continued to grow, I started, he, he was the only person and the first person in my life to ask me instead of, um, well, what if he was like, well, why not? And I was like, that's a good question. Why haven't I tried this? And so I have to really give him full credit because he stood behind me the whole time and was like, you got this, babe. You can do this. There's no reason. And that's why I always like look at people for motivation, even like you. Mm -hmm. I remember you starting this gym and I remember you being prime time. People make fun of me when I come in here with my gloves because I got prime time on there. Yeah, <laughs> And I'm like, I was, I'm an OG. I remember. And I remember where you started. And I'm sure there was even more of a backstory to that. Yeah. And to see your growth, I'm like, okay, if Jose can do it, I can do it. Yep. If who this person can do it, I can do it. If this lady online is doing it, why can't I? Because I know I'm, I have a pure heart. I know I'm a good soul. And I know I deliver good product and good service. And you work so hard. So why not? Yeah. Right? And exactly. so that's kind of my mentality. So I was like, it's now or never. I'm going to do it. Yep. And if I fail, I fail. But at least I tried. Exactly. And another thing I try to explain to people is those jobs, law enforcement, wherever it is that you work, that's always going to be there. So if you went to your own business, failed miserably, guess what's still there? 100%. You go back to your job. And, and I now you good terms. Yeah. yeah, and you now know, you know what, that wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. Versus you never letting this happen. And then 30 years down the road, it's still in your head that, damn, what if I would have done that? Yeah. So it's true. I'm glad you did it. You're doing amazing. Thank you. Thank um, tell us about the change. Because I remember before it was Body by Missy. Mm -hmm. And it's no longer that. It now, is not. So tell us how the name, because the name stands for something. Tell us why the name changed and what the name stands for. Tell, tell, talk to us okay. about that. So I remember, you know, I had Body by Missy was always kind of a thing. Um, and that just developed. It was like a nickname people gave. Yeah, and the logo looked dope. Yeah, I liked and I it. loved it. I loved the little it had meaning and all that. But it was very um, female-centered. And mm -hmm. yes, I would say still to this day, about 75% of my clientele is female. But I didn't want to limit the amount of people I helped by just my name. And I feel like when you, you know, my website was uh, female-ish colors. Um, my logo was a little bit more feminine. And then the name in general was a little bit more feminine. And knowing I wanted to open a gym, I didn't want to just be a gym or a personal trainer. I want to become a brand. Yeah. I want to be, become a thing where people know, you know, um, and people, you know, all over the world, you know, with the online training, everything can recognize it. I'm not saying Body by Messi couldn't do that because it was already happening, but I was trying to figure out a name to rebrand to that could kind of be all encompassing so I could pull back and be more in that CEO role rather than just it's Body by Messi and just be me. Um, and I wanted to help other trainers and people like that. So long story short, I'd been like praying about a name for a long time. And this is kind of the full circle with the God thing. I remember going into church and it was uh, like May of 2020 before I quit my job. Okay. And uh, I walked into church and I'd been like playing uh, with the notes app in my phone of all these different adjectives for working out, fitness, all these things. And they were all great. I even played with like my new last name, all that stuff. And just nothing really stuck out to me. Um, and I was doing tons of research and it was all okay, but I hadn't really decided on, you know, a name to rebrand to. 
And I just knew I needed to before I opened my own gym, right? And so I walk into church and the pastor comes up to me and it's, we, we have a small church um, in like North Highland, Sacramento area. And I've been going there for years and that's just my church. <laughs> um, What's the name of it? Liberty Towers. Okay. So it's a small little church. We literally are in like the gymnasium of like a bigger church. Yeah. Um, but I love it. And like the pastor will come up to you, shake your hand. It's just for me, it's what works for me. Right. And yeah. I don't go every week. I probably should, but I go like twice a month. Um, when I can, right? So I go once every three years. <laughs> well, as I say, church it, church is in your heart. Yeah. Church isn't, you know, but for me, I'm a very, uh, if you probably didn't know this, I'm like, I have like ADHD, you know, like where you like jump around. I don't know if I actually have it, but I'm very high strung. Yeah. So for me, it forces me to like connect in that moment. Otherwise it won't happen. Yeah. So anyways, back to it. So I walk in the door, pastor comes up, shakes my hand. He's like, I have not seen you in a while. This sermon's for you today. And I was like, is it now? Okay. <laughs> so I go and I sit down and I think my sure it is. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I think my husband was working an opposite schedule. So I think I was just there alone. My aunt goes, so I normally meet her and kind of sit with her. So I sit down and they have the sermon notes on the board and the word Kaleo, K-A-L-E-O is on the board. And under it, it says it's a Greek word, meaning you're calling or to be called. And I got immediate chills and I started crying. And I was like, that's what I'm going to call my gym. Kaleo. Because think about it, to be called. I literally resigned from my law enforcement job to follow this dream to help so many people. Mm. And I was like, Kaleo Fitness, that's what I'm going to call it. And so that's what I decided. And I I remember we had a logo and everything. I had uh, somebody draw up a logo and played around with that for a while. We were deciding, is it going to be called Kaleo Fit, Kaleo Health, Kaleo Fitness? And there's no other Kaleo Fitness except somewhere in the UK and it's an all women's gym. Um, and so I also wanted something that wasn't like, oh, there's one down the road in Sacramento. Like I want to stand out. I want to be different. Um, and I want people to know we're, you know, we're a different gym. Like we're not just a gym you can walk in and train at like a crunch fitness or 24 hour. Like this is a very personalized experience. Um, so that's how that came about. Um, and I'm very curious. So was the message for you? Oh yeah, 100%. Oh, it was? I would say so. (laughs) So besides the name, I was wondering what the message was. Was Oh yeah, and so they talked about that and everything. Like going to your calling? I was just like, oh my gosh. I was like trying to text my husband in church. Like, you have no idea what just happened in church. I mean, I was just so stoked. And for me, there has been multiple like God moments leading me to that. But then I was like, oh yeah, God's 100% real. God's for me. This is is it. Um, And I truly think that God brought me to him and helped me to quit my job. Again, I did it, but I followed the signs and I trusted and I had faith because it's all about faith and um, faith and hard work. <laughs> yep. um, and so I truly believe that God is using me to connect with people and bring them a, um, I wouldn't even say bring them closer to God, but I think God is using me to bring out some positive, um, I don't know the word, but positive influence through fitness. So yeah. I think God's using me through fitness to connect with people. And I 100% agree with that. God uses you in where you're at. Yeah. And and you could choose to do it, but that's God's work. You're doing yep. God's work. 100%. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. And my sister-in-law actually told me that recently, and I never thought about it that way. She's like, no, you're you're doing God's work through fitness. I truly believe that I God led me to you. Yes, you married my brother, but because I train her as well. Um, and I've trained her since I met her pretty much. And so it's just kind of cool to see all the connections I've made. And um, yeah, it's just, it's life-changing. Yeah. So what is your, what is the mission with your gym? Like, what do you, what, what do you look to do with it? Like, what's your goal? What's your vision? What do you see with it? Yeah. You know, that's, uh, that's hard because I mean, I didn't even expect to be 
where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. Like things have really just expanded quickly. Yeah. Almost to where I'm like, I'm so busy. What now? Um, and we've been hiring trainers and, you know, getting help. I've looked how, at, how long have you been in business now? Six months. Six months in yeah. business. And you've been hiring. Yeah. So how many coaches do you have now? We have three coaches. They all work part-time. They still all have their full-time jobs. But we have three coaches that run classes and have their own clients. And they're amazing. They're all certified personal trainers. They're amazing. Um, and they really encompass kind of the values that we have at Kaleo. So... I guess to answer your question, I would like to expand further into the community. I'd like to not just be in Roseville, but all over. Hence why the online portion is big for me. I think that a lot of people have this misconception that fitness and health has to be a certain way, whether that's how they were brought up, whether it's society, you're looking for a quick fix, quick that. I want to help them change their life and do it in a healthy way to where they can still enjoy their lives. Yeah. That way you and your wife can go on a date night, but guess what? She also is on her stuff during the week. So it's not, I'm not one of those coaches. That's like, you can't eat that. You can't do that. You can't do that. Change your whole life pretty much. A hundred percent. I want it to be a lifestyle change. So that way these people aren't losing 30 pounds and then gaining 40 and going back and forth or trying all these different approaches or getting unhealthy. I want to show them there's an actual way you can do it. That is going to be long-term and you can make it fun and you can incorporate fitness and health in your life and make it a, a change, not yeah. just like an eight week program or, you know, four personal training sessions. Yep. That makes sense. What do you, um, with, with that vision? Cause what's your online? Like you say you big, what do you, what do you do? Is it like a 30 minute? Is it an hour? Tell us what your online stuff is. Yeah, like. no, that's a great question. So I have an online, uh, bootcamp membership. Yeah. So it's a zoom bootcamp membership. And basically I, I conduct live bootcamps once a week. There's six bootcamps a month. Um, so like there's like every Thursday evening and then a couple Sunday mornings and they're all recorded. So like people from all over join, I mean, different States, different countries, a lot of people join and they don't even have, um, the availability, maybe it's time difference or whatever to do the live boot camps, but it's quick 30 minute boot camps. People can do it from home. All you need is a pair of dumbbells. Um, I have people that join with their kids. I got people. So basically I start the boot camp and there's all these little faces on zoom. It's so cool. I mean, kind of like what you guys are doing mm. and, um, yeah, it's really cool. And like, so people, it's only 30 minutes. So people know that they get a great workout and I, I, t you know, I walk them through it. I do it with them. So they see the form. So it's totally live. And then I send the recordings to people that weren't there. So you get access to all the recordings and everything. And then I also do private one-on-one -on -one personal training via Zoom. So like this morning, I had a client in Portugal. Um, and so she, uh, it was like five o'clock there when I trained her at 9 a.m. this morning. But um, yeah, so I trained her just, you know, maybe she hasn't found a personal trainer she trusts or somebody that can work with her. And so we hop on Zoom and I walk her through a whole session. Uh, and she's at home? Uh, today she was at home, uh, but some, normally she's in the gym. And so oh, okay. she'll let me know, hey, what equipment I have right off the bat. And then I also do, um, this is like the big one that really has made an impact on people, online coaching. So people think online training and online coaching are the same thing. Online training would be like me and you hopping on training. Okay. Online coaching is where I basically do a full assessment of everything you have. We would hop on like a Zoom call or a phone call, figure out what your goals are and how I can help you. I developed something called the Kaleo Fit Method, which is, um, it's nothing like crazy. It's just been over time doing research about metabolism body function and kind of burning fat, um, and gaining muscle and kind of changing body composition, maybe not even without a ton of weight loss, there is weight loss. Um, but sometimes people get discouraged cause they don't see the scale, uh, move, but then their bodies are changing. So using my Kaleo fit method, um, 
all of my programs are customized. I use the same method, but for example, you would get a meal plan for you, all customized. You would get a workout program for you, all customized. Home-based, gym-based, whatever you need. It's all, whatever, wherever you'd be successful, basically. That's where the conversation is super important. And then you would also get the grocery list, the macro calculations, which are calories, carbs, fat, protein, all of that. And then you would get weekly calls with me, whether that's phone calls, Zoom calls, FaceTime. That's what, after this, you asked what I was doing. That's what I'm doing is some check-ins. And I found that I was making great programs for people in the past, but the they were missing the accountability. Yeah. And so the check-ins really, I mean, I honestly, I have like a 95% success rate with clients. I always tell them success is guaranteed. And guess what? If you don't get results, I'll work with you for another month for free because I'm going to be here by your side. I only take a certain number of clients. So that's kind of my highest like ticket price, my highest coaching, um, biggest like package, so to speak. Some people kind of work up to that. They'll like meet me in a Zoom boot camp and then they'll be like, I need more help. Other people are like, hey, I heard of you. I'm all in. Let's do this. Um, and again, I only open enrollment once a month for that. I was kind of doing it whenever. Yeah. And I like I just took I only had room to take two new clients for August. And so I'm working on their programs all this week. They'll start in August with me and then we'll do our check ins. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and they're super successful that way because it's all for you. I mean, it's yeah. like one size fits all, right? You know. And it's definitely I can see how the accountability it like makes you like, oh, I got to check in oh, next yeah. Thursday. Totally. At one, I got to get on the shit. Yeah. And it's not just like a text or email check in. It's like a hop on, hop on and we're going to have a conversation. Like, and some clients will hop on and be like, I have not done anything of what you told me. Okay. But you are here. So let's acknowledge that. Let's work through that together. What's not working. What is working. Yeah. So even though I make them this amazing program, maybe we got to adjust it. Maybe it's just not working for their lifestyle or where they're at in life. So I, I try to meet my clients where they're at, which is super important to success. I yeah. Think. Are you coaching your coaches on this? Yes and no. So I did have, I, I, I would love to have a team of online coaches to help me through this. Um, but I think I would like to keep it separate. I think my in-person coaches are great at in-person and then eventually down the line, I'd ha like to have a couple of online coaches as well. Um, I think there's, it's hard to put your energy into two places and I'm having that time too. So that's why I like, I love in-person training. I absolutely love having conversations and learning my clients, but then I can make such more of an impact so far away from different people yeah. online too. So I'm having a struggle with the energy part of it, where to shift my energy. Yeah. Yeah. And your heart's at right now, you doing it and keeping it separate. Yes. Um, as of right now, but I think as that continues to grow, I'll be looking for coaches that fit my profile and training them on the Kaleo fit method and kind of what mm. I do. Yeah. I mean, all of my coaches are familiar with what I do when they all come in, I put them through training about the back end stuff of the business, everything. So they know how I operate. Um, but I want to make sure I don't want to force anyone to do something that they don't want to do. They don't want to do. That you know, makes online is totally different than in person. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a lot of like, um, it's almost like a little bit of like mentorship slash therapy slash it personal is. training. So it can be extremely rewarding, but it can be extremely stressful draining and stressful. Very. Yeah. Very. I, I, I try to explain that to my wife sometimes. I'm like. I'm at the gym all day and it may like seem like nothing, but I carry everyone's stress sometimes. Yes. Whatever they said or whatever they're going through. Like I've been in bed sometimes and I'm thinking about mm -hmm. what someone told me and what they're going through. Like if they're 
parents are sick, mom is sick in the hospital. I'm in bed thinking about so-and-so's mom. I'm like, I don't even know so-and-so's right. mom. And I'm thinking about him. You know what I'm well, saying? You know, it's different. Like what you do and what I do, it's like you know your people. I mean, they come in and they have good days. They come in and they have a shit day at work. They yeah. come in and maybe they're getting a divorce. They come in and their mom has cancer. Yeah. Like you see them through the different stages of their life. It's so much more than just personal training. That's why I always tell people there's a thousand trainers out there, mm -hmm. but there ain't nobody like me. Yeah. And there is nobody like you. Yep. That's you know? what makes you unique. And then that's what's great because you can... You connect the people that are attractive and that can exactly. relate to you. A hundred percent. And then there's people that are going to relate to me. And that's what makes everybody individually great. Yeah. Because, and that's why there's no such thing as competition. Mm -hmm. I try to tell people that. It's like, no. you can't sit there and see people as a competitor. If you see them like that, they're going to become that. Yeah. Because you're so worried about that. I mean, but just be you. me and you. you run, yeah. Obviously, we got different things going on. But mm. you run classes. You've got private one-on-one -on -one sessions. And we share a lot of clients. I don't yeah. know if you knew that. But we share like five no, clients. No, I do. Yeah, I know. And, but they have different needs. Like a few people that come here for boxing, they see you for boxing. And they see me for online coaching. Yeah. For like the nutrition part. Yeah. That's awesome. I recommend you all the time. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, I, I mean, tell I'm people, always tagging you. Yeah, I tell people all the time. I'm like, look, you yeah. go talk to my girl, Missy. Likewise. I'm like, I'm like it's I'm the like, best decision I ever made. I've been here for five years. And I'm yeah. Uh, I'm like whatever you got me for life <laughs> yeah and you she still does you do the online and you still come i've been dragging your ass to get your ass in here i'm like at least once i get my two days a week once online once yep. in person i'm i committed to it i'm, yep. like, I'm doing it yeah. no i see you you do it so yeah that's what i was trying to say is like it's too easy to feel and i think that comes with being insecure though like if if you're insecure and you see someone like if i was insecure like wait missy's has five people from here hold on gotta talk to missy about that well it's not no. it's like no it it's you can you can grow so much with each other i and agree i just met with the um i'll shout her out too because i'm cool about this uh taylor made fitness mm -hmm. she's a personal trainer off of kirby and sunrise she has her own gym mm -hmm. i think she's a couple years younger than me and i remember when i was looking to open my personal training gym i was seeing what the competition was in the area i didn't want to go and do an oversaturated area so I started following her on Instagram, seeing kind of what she did, not to like do the same thing she does, but you know, just to see what people are doing. And, um, I actually reached out to her and I was like, Hey girl, let's meet for coffee. Let's talk shop. And so we did like about three weeks ago, we met for coffee and she was like, this is how I do things. I was like, this is how I do things. And we just learned a lot from each other and networked. And she's such a rad chick. Like, I'm like, that's awesome. And so to know I have other people to recommend other people to. Yeah. And yeah, people are look at us and be like, oh my gosh, you two are competition. Why are you meeting with your competition? It's like, it's not like that. Yeah. There's plenty of people to go around and she is different than I am. We have different setups, but it was just really cool to talk to another female business owner like that. It's kind of doing something similar. Yeah. Her name's Taylor, Taylor. I'm assuming. Yeah, she's awesome. Taylor Made Fitness. Hey, that uh, name is pretty dope. Yeah. Taylor Made. I know, I know, I know. I know. She Taylor Made Taylor Fitness. Gang, yeah. yeah, that's pretty dope. So what do you see Hello Fitness in five years from now? Where do you see it? That's a great question. Um, you know, honestly, I'd like to have a team of in-person coaches, which I have. I'd like to have a team of online coaches. And that way I can be busy working on the business instead of in the business. Mm -hmm. And I still want to train clients, but I maybe want to do it a little bit less so I can train people to impact more people. So the goal is just to impact as many people as possible yeah. because there's no reason that we can't be in other countries. There's no, you know, not physically, but there's no reason that we can't be helping more people than we're already helping. Um, and even opening multiple locations would be the goal. So keep the same kind of thing we got going on where it's kind of by appointment only, you know, that sort of thing. You can't just drop in to train without an appointment or like, you know, your trainer. 
um, but maybe open one in Sacramento, maybe open one in Folsom, maybe uh, exp- we love going down to like Huntington Beach, even down there would be amazing. Yeah. Um, that's like maybe the five to 10 year goal, I mm. would say. I that mean, we'll like see. I mean, things, have, things have been working fast. So we'll For see. six months, you're doing that yeah. for yeah. sure is working fast. That means you're doing something right. Yeah. I mean, it's just grinding, you know yep, how it is. For I mean. sure. What is a, what is a, the thing that you hear comment from your clients of why they like Hello Fitness? Like, what do they say? What is it that they say about you and your business that they love? Oh, that's hard. You know, I get different things, but I, I think people think um, I'm relatable. Mm-hmm. So I try to like be a little bit raw and real and not just like, I, you know, I share a lot of client stuff because they tag me and stuff, but I try to also share like on social media, like my day-to-day life, so to speak. And that, you know, I'm not always motivated, but it comes down to discipline. Or maybe I'm having a crap day, but guess what? I still did this instead. And just show them, you know, kind of I'm a real person behind it. Yeah. And so they can relate a little bit. Yeah. Um, and just the personalized experience. I truly care about my clients and I love what I do. And when you care about your people and you love what you do, people see that. Yeah. People recognize that. Um, and 100%. it's so much more than just training, you know, that or boxing, like you actually really become invested in your people and it's, you know, clients are like family. I mean, I yeah. see them more than some of my family for real, you know, yep. You spend, go to their birthdays and stuff yeah. like that. It's like, shit, yeah. I fucking spend more time with you guys in right. my family. I know. hundred uh-huh. percent. That's, um, definitely something I need to get. I do a horrible job at that with like sharing. I mean, I do a good talking about it, but like actually sharing it. Like what I mean by that is like Insta stories or when I'm talking about my day that day of. It's hard in the It's moment. hard to do it. How do you how do you how do you do it? Give me a tip. I, I struggle with that big time. I just do it. I so, just do it because I know other people can benefit from it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to think about. It's not like a oh look at me type thing. I'm never like that. Like I truly hate social media for that. It's more like, hey, if this person can do it, she has three kids and she's busy, why can't you? Yeah. Um, so I try to use it more as motivation and to kind of like help others. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, if this person, you know, if I record, I used to record every client coming in the workouts they were doing and it was more to shout them out because they kind of liked the kudos, but that got exhausting. And sometimes I just forget if I'm training them, I don't want to just pull out my phone. So a couple, you know, if the, you see a couple clients on my stories, I always tell people it's not because they're better than you because people ask that. Like, it's not because they're better than you. I just remembered. And maybe they had great form and I just wanted to snap a quick video. So it's one to shout them out and give them credit. And two, it's to show people like, hey, that's proper form. Look at her in here. You can do this too, blah, blah, blah. And just kind of show the, the, the behind the scenes type yeah. stuff a little bit more, you know? For sure. I think that people resonate a lot more with that. Do you do you um, do have anything towards teens or kids or anything, or is it all adults? It's mostly adults. Um, we do, we've had young young ones in classes. So like the youngest we allow in classes, well, we've had like an eight-year-old, but we like them 12 and older in our classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have been approached for a couple of things. We just don't have the, um, we still have the capabilities right now with all of our schedules because yeah. the gym's pretty full. So if it's not full full of one-on-one clients, then we got classes in there and there's only so much space. So we don't really have a ton going on for teens right now. Um, But that would be down the line. That would be awesome. Something you would want to add. Definitely a big market. I can see you making an impact too. Also because you worked with juveniles, right? I used to, yeah. Yeah, so I can see that. No, and I like kids. I definitely like kids. And I think that, you know, fitness is such a great outlet, especially as you're, you know, going through all those weird stages growing up in life. Like Mm -hmm. if you can find something healthy 
to work towards, I think that's great. And I usually, so um, I know you know him, Daniel, DT. DT, yeah. Yeah, DT. So we're good friends with him. And so I try to kind of push kids his direction. Yeah. Because I know he's got such a great setup. Not that we don't want yeah. to do that. It's just right now we don't have 100%. He does a great job too. He does such a good job. So we kind of like give referrals back and forth too. So I always try to like refer, like even if, you know, I know he's uh, speed and agility, but I'm like, oh yeah, they help with strength training, all that. So I try to kind of push that way. For yeah. Him. Yeah. You said Daniel. I was like, who the hell is Daniel? But he, DT. Yeah. I, I know DT. Yeah. It threw me off when you said Daniel. Yeah. yeah. He's amazing. You know, I have actually like my competitive group all go work with them every week. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, so, every and, week and, they work with them. it's amazing. I yeah. know, I, I keep wanting to go to his classes, man, but I'll be honest, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little nervous. I'm like, he is gonna kick my butt. <laughs> yeah, they do a lot of like sled, sprinting. Do. Yeah, they do a lot, oh, which is I can great. my weights, but. <laughs> but yeah, it's great for, obviously. I know. It, it, and I love how, you know, it works with everything. Totally, But yeah. my favorite thing about that is how everyone's pushing, recommending, hey, you should go see that. Again, hey, you should it's go not see competition. That. We're all helping. Yeah. We're all in this together. And also, we're yes, we're in it together, but we're here to serve our community and our clients when they come. This person may not need boxing. They may not need what you offer. They may need what he offers or she offers. Yeah. And it's our duties to recognize that. Like, yeah. you know what? I think it's best for you to do this. A hundred percent. Yeah, we're, I'm not going to just sit there and be like, yeah, yeah, come here. Here, me. and it's not benefiting you and it's no. not helping you. No, and I think you're the same way as me. We're not financially driven like that. Yeah, we want you, to give them the best service possible. What's going to help them? Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's what matters. It's yep. like, look, we're going to help you from here and then whatever, Agreed. which is amazing. Yeah, DT, I know he sent a couple people here. I've actually got a few people from DT. Yeah, he's an awesome dude. Yeah, awesome I knew dude. him before he opened that gym, too. Yeah, cool. and he grew it like crazy, too. Oh, yeah, and he and it's so funny. Me and him have been trying to get coffee to talk shop, too. And because, uh, you know, we've kind of bounced ideas off We need to get all three together. That'd be fun. He okay. actually texted That's me yesterday. That's how me and my husband met was in, um, so his wife is the younger sister of the person we were in the wedding. Oh, um, really? That where we met, me and my husband. Yeah. Oh. So that's how we come full circle. So they're good people. That's how you guys are all connected? Yeah. Uh-huh. Amazing stuff. Yeah. All right. So we got to talk a lot about Kalel Fitness and uh, the goals and the community. How do we get in contact? How, where's your location? Tell us about no, where it's absolutely. at. So we're here in Roseville, like five minutes from you. So yeah. you know where Jose Morales is. We're right around the corner. Pleasant Grove and Foothills. We're kind of tucked back. Um, mm -hmm. We're kind of by like Kumon Learning Center and a child care. Um, but you can find us on www.kaleofitness.com. And that's K-A-L-E-O, Kaleo Fitness. And then Instagram at kaleo.fitness. Um, and Facebook, Kaleo Fitness. TikTok, intern runs that. Well, I have to say he's not an intern anymore. He actually is a Boom, take him out. Oh, so, yeah, he runs our TikTok. So, yeah, all that good stuff. And we're just hoping to um, kind of meet as many people in the community as possible. Yeah. And where can we get in contact with you if somebody wants to talk to Missy? No, that's a great. Um, so if you do a contact us form on our website, there's a spot where you can hit contact us. I answer all of those. And then also I run our Instagram. So Instagram is a great place. I'm always on there. Um, I try to answer as many DMs throughout the day as I can. Um, and if you mm -hmm. have a question, you know, health and fitness wise, I may set up like a call with you to talk a little bit more, but that's usually the first step is kind of shoot me a direct message, give us a follow on Kaleo Fitness or um, a contact us form on the website. Yeah, mm -hmm. good stuff. And before we end this episode, is there anything you want to add to this episode? Anything you want to say? Anything you want to be like, hey, da, 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 this is your chance? Um, I guess my only thing is, you know, I was talking to you before we kind of went on live and I looked at the date of the last podcast that you had me on in your first season. 
and it was May 25th of 2020. And I'm like, wow, that's a little over two years. And so just, it kind of humbled me to be like, wow, I did that in two years. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, I didn't do it alone. I did it with the support of the community. I did it with the support of you. I did it with the support of my husband, my friends and my family. And I guess the biggest thing I can tell you guys is follow your dreams. Anything is possible. You just have to believe in yourself enough to get it done. Yeah. That's a great, great, great tip. Because it is, uh, it's humbling to actually see a date of where you were and another date of where you're at now. It's like to actually see it. Because you don't really understand the growth until uh, I got into this because of Amy. Uh, Amy's husband actually told me you should journal every day, write down yeah. what you're thinking, put the date on it. And then you look back and you're like, wow, six months ago, I was thinking of what? That's what I was thinking of. Right. Oh, and, and now I'm doing that. And now I'm da da da. So 100%, the fact that you got to see that, and it's a huge amount of growth. You went from having, you were working at the, you were correction, I keep saying that, you were a probation officer, to now you have a staff, a team, you have all this momentum. It's a huge amount of growth in two years, which yeah. realistically, a lot of people spend two years thinking about doing something. And not doing it. And not doing it. Yes, you made, action is better than no action. Yeah, and you made it happen in two years. That's, that's great. A random question that came up that crossed my mind right now. What was the hardest, hardest, most difficult thing you had to overcome to open to love fitness? What was the toughest thing? The business license, the insurance, putting things together, the well, cosmetic honestly, stuff, the website. What was the yeah. most difficult thing for you? All of it. No, I'm just Pick one. The most difficult. Um, that was just overwhelming. You were like, I can't wait to get done with this. It was honestly just the amount of overhead. Yeah. Not knowing if I was going to make it. Yeah. And having faith that like, I'm going to have to figure it out because it wasn't like, you know, oh, you know, a client comes in. Yeah. That's a dollar in my pocket. Like, no, you got to pay your bills first. You got to do this. You got to do that. And there's so much overhead with the gym, just not knowing, am I going to be able to pay my bills? So the fear. Yeah. It, I had to, I had to like face my fears. I wrote down my fears. Mm -hmm. Okay. What if I can't pay my bills? Okay. Well then my house gets foreclosed. Okay. Well then am I homeless or do I live with my mom? I literally broke it down to like, What's the worst thing that could happen? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I won't let that happen. Like, I'd go get another job on top of this. Like, that's just not how I'm wired. So yeah. failure wasn't an option for me. Yeah. So once I realized that, I could work through it. But that took a long time to break. Um, and then to break society standards of, you know, giving up my quote unquote dream job to become a business owner. Um, people looked at me sideways. But guess what? It's not their life. It's mine. And I'm so happy. Yeah. That's amazing. So you hear right here, you heard it right there. The most difficult thing was a mental thing, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't It wasn't a actual object or something that was literally there in your way. It was just something that was, was in your head. We're our biggest, we can be our biggest enemies or our biggest you. advocates. It was, yep. And I had to do a lot of work to get where I'm at mm -hmm. mentally. Yeah. And it's true, like how you said, what's the worst thing that could happen? One of the things that you reminded me of, one of my good friends, I always talk about him, uh, Rocky, Rodney Anderson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I know. He, when COVID first hit and we had a close and all this was going on, he called me and he was like, hey, Jose, I just want to let you know that I'm here for you, da, 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 which a lot of people did. And thank you guys for doing that. I mean, it means a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, but he was like, just know that there's no such thing as how bad it's going to get. Like, you lose everything. You don't pay your bills. You don't do whatever you still have life and you yeah. you still have so many things that 
a lot of people don't have. So there's no such thing as how bad it is. Mm -hmm. Because, and one, for, and he was like, I don't think you ever get there. But I'm saying this, don't let that be a worry to you. And um, for some reason, I remember that conversation very clearly. And it really resonated with me. And it actually made me feel a lot more comfortable, I guess you could say. Yeah. It made me feel good to hear that. Well, and, the, and you know, in the business we're in, in entrepreneurship and owning your own business, there's going to be unknowns. Yeah. You have to get over that. You, instead to, of the, oh my gosh, what now? You have to be like, well, I'm gonna, how am I going to figure it out? And if you really sit there, every damn month is unknown. Everything. Yeah, you Everything really don't unknown. know. Yeah, I it's mean, I could walk in to, today and, you know, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. It's every day is unknown. But if you think about it as an employee... That's unknown too. You it think is. it's not, but you can get laid off you could walk tomorrow in and get laid off, fired, fired whatever. whatever, and you're on someone else's dime. At least I'm on my own dime. Yes. So they're both scary. <laughs> they are. <laughs> yeah. You just have to figure out what works for you. Which one? Yeah. Which one you want to do with? Exactly. Good conversations with Missy. Yeah. Good stuff. That's good. So uh, thank you again for joining me. Uh, thank you for sharing all that good stuff. Again, if you guys want to get in contact with Missy, now we know how. Um, this episode ends airs on a monday how do you like to start off your week oh that's a good question so i actually started off with you guys i wake up at like 5 30 in the morning and yep. every monday i get my zoom boxing in because yep. i'm like i gotta take care of me before i take care of everybody else and for me that's how i take care of me and then i read for 15 minutes and i have my coffee shower and i go to the gym back to work back to work what do you read like motivational stuff, oh, entrepreneur. Lots of it, yeah. Uh, quarantine got me reading. So mm. um, I'm on my goals 40 books this year. I think I'm on book 26. Damn, yeah. okay. Yeah, so I just make time for it. I mean, instead of watching TV, I read. I'm like, why not learn about something? So yeah, in the mornings, I usually read motivational. I'm reading um, Can't Hurt Me Right Now by David Goggins. Oh yeah, David Goggins is a bad dude. And I haven't, yeah, somebody recommended that book to me. And then I also usually have a fun book I read in the evenings. Yeah. Yeah, that's a dope-ass book. I haven't read it, but... You can borrow it when I'm done. Yes, I, I've heard it. A lot of good stories. I met a dude that was very heavily influenced by him. That He got David Goggins to live with him. What? Crazy. Interesting. But, yeah. yeah. So it is, anyways, it's badass. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, that's a good way to start. Boxing, reading, thinking about you. That's the one thing that I want to get a little better at. I need to spend more time with things that I need to do that I want to do. So, it's hard. Good you have tip. to make time for it. I wake up early you do. to do it. You do. You know? It's, it's definitely a, a challenge. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for having coming on. Thanks for Have a killer week. And uh, we are out. Deuces. Deuces.